Totally Lit, a monthly podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai, thank you for listening. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me. Can I just start with a big shout out to everyone doing it tough in lockdown? We're getting it relatively easily up here in Brisbane, but I really do feel for my family, friends and all my lovely listeners in other states. Hopefully it won't be too long until we can all move about freely again. I definitely have some hugs saved up for some special people down in the southern states. Okay, let's get down to business. My guest this month is Totally Lit's very own picture book reviewer, Inda Ahmed Zari. When I first floated the idea of the pod and asked for some fellow writers to do some reviews for the podcast, Inda very kindly volunteered. Having someone to believe in my little project gave me such a big boost and has really helped me make this reality. So thank you, Inda. Um, Here's a bit about Inda. Inda believes in a world of wonder. She writes and illustrates stories inspired by natural and cultural gems curated from her travels and lovingly added to her Malaysian heritage. She's also a surgical doctor, swapping her writer's hat and paintbrush for scrubs and scalpel when duty calls. Inda is the author of picture books Sali and upcoming release Night Lights. So full disclosure, everyone... Inda and I first recorded this episode late Friday afternoon while I was at home alone without my producer Mike to provide tech support. So I somehow very cleverly managed to record only one side of the conversation so you can hear me asking questions and then long gaps of silence where Inda was answering. Um, So I had to message her and go, um, Inda... (laughs) Luckily, um, we teed up another time to catch up and did a fresh new interview using my phone. Um, A big thank you to Genevieve at Avid Reader who let us chat on their back deck. Um, I'm sorry there's a little bit of background noise, but you'll get the full ambience, so it'll be like you're just there with us. Um, Anyway, I digress. Here is my chat with the wonderful Inda. Here at Avid Reader today, doing a, a wonderful interview with Inda. She's kindly recording for me again because I uh, <laughs> had a bit of a technical hitch with our original uh, interview on Skype. So thank you so much, Inda, for, no for joining me again. My pleasure again. <laughs> um, I've been doing a bit of Googling and researching on you and trying not to be a crazy stalker. <laughs> I, when I Googled you, you came up as number eight, so I was super excited oh. by that. I was like, oh, Inda's starting to be famous. Were there <laughs> seven other Indas before me? Yep, you type in Inda and there were other, there was things That's like it. the meaning of Inda, oh, which okay. then took me down a rabbit hole because I, I get distracted easily yeah. so that I was looking up, oh, the word Inda or the name Inda means path or lane in Arabic. Oh. Okay. My name, Kylie, apparently means princess or boomerang in indigenous <laughs> languages. Um, it's an old boomerang. I, love I, it. I don't know if I can be just princess boomerang, but we'll see. I think um, in Malaysia there's uh, a water plant that's called Inda as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to throw Do that in there. Do you know if you well. were named after no. that? No, I was not named after a water plant. No. 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 You've been having a massive year this year. So many things have been happening for you. You've had yeah, book babies busy. and real babies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've had, um, I have a, a daughter who's six this year, but we also had twins um, back in May. So uh, that is keeping us really, really busy. But I also managed to launch my first picture book back in March and we're looking forward to the launch of the next picture book uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And what, what is your first picture book called? Okay, so the first one is called Saleh and it's um, 
published by Port Street Publishing and illustrated by Anne Ryan. Uh, and it's a story about refugees and hope and kindness. Whereas the following picture book, the one that's about to be launched soon, is called Nightlight. Uh, that's with Little Pink Dog Books and beautifully illustrated by Leslie McGee. And that uh, is loosely based on my memories of childhood uh, growing up with my grandparents in Malaysia. Awesome. And Nightlights, which is coming out in October, can you mm-hmm. tell me about that? Yeah, it's actually one of the first picture book manuscripts that I've ever written um, when I decided I'd give this a go. So what happened was when my daughter was um, uh, turning two, we went on a family holiday back to Malaysia and I was on a lookout for books to bring home for her. I really wanted her to have a taste of her own Malaysian heritage now that we're living in Australia. And I didn't really find a lot that I fell in love with, but also I started thinking maybe I can write something you know, not knowing at all uh, how, how to write picture books or what it actually involved. And then serendipitously, when I got back to Brisbane, the local library was hosting a workshop with Elisa Dallison, who's a wonderful children's author. Um, and the workshop was called How to Write Picture Books. So I went along, I learned a lot about writing picture books. I also learned that Elisa had started up her own business called Greenleaf Press or Greenleaf Agency now. And she was hosting competitions and a Sunshine Writers Retreat. So I wrote Nightlights, I popped it into the competition and I went along to the retreat. And I think that was really the start of everything for me. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier this year, you, you did give birth to two twins. And yeah. I was absolutely amazed that um, immediately or during your birthing process, you were still <laughs> promoting an auction that um, meant oh, a lot yes. to you. And I wondered yes. if you could tell us a bit about what that cause yeah, was. Sure. Um, so the birth wasn't planned as such. My boys were born prematurely and, you know, I, I had amazing care at the hospital that I was at and I think that's part of the reason why I was able to kind of continue this thing that was also quite important to me. Earlier in the year, there was a massive humanitarian crisis um, in Palestine which really got me riled up and it, it's not, it, it's certainly an escalation of violence um, of the Israeli um, uh, forces against the Palestinian people, but it's not a one-off thing. There's been oppression in Palestine for, for years and years and years now, and every once in a while it will escalate to this massive humanitarian crisis, which affects lots of civilians and especially children, and that really, really gets to me. But this year, what I found was there was such a groundswell of support. Um, people on social media say, you know, trying to get the word out um, as to what was happening. A lot of noise was being made. There were rallies and protests that obviously I couldn't get to, um, but it was also a lot of information and education that I tried to amplify um, on my own social media um, platforms, just because that was, I felt, the least that I could do. Um, And then two lovely authors in the States um, decided to put together an auction called Books for Palestine, and they invited everyone around the world, um, especially in Kitlit, to put up their items for auction and then they opened the auctions for four days for people to to bid and donate to uh, two organizations. One's called the Palestinian Children Relief Fund and then the other one was the Middle East uh, Children's Alliance. And I gave birth 
you know, during those four days that the auctions <laughs> were going on. And you were and posting thought, like crazy. Thought, it was amazing. And, and then I had to, I had to bid as well. And I kind of felt like, because they, they were so organized, it was really impressive. They gave us all these assets to share and, and post on social media. And I thought, I, I you know, like, I can't leave it hanging. Um, but listen, it's, it's really easy to post something on, you know, on social media. It was five minutes of my time and then the rest of the time I could pay attention to my babies. So it wasn't a huge thing. Um, but I'm really happy to report that at the end of the day, um, uh, Books for Palestine uh, raised $83,000 for these amazing organizations. And their messages of awareness and support are still going on even till today. Amazing. And I think it's one thing to feel passionate about causes, but to be open and support them yeah, openly on social media and yeah. chatting on podcasts and things like that. I think yeah. that's really, yeah, just an admirable thing to be like, I care about this, but I want the world to know I care about yeah. it as well. Thank so. you. And I, I mean, I got messages. I've, I've, I've known about these issues for a long time. And it really irks me that time and time again, people are able to do such horrible things to uh, another nation and have such impunity and not kind of be, be called out, you know, about it. Um, and what I realized as well was people were um, messaging me and saying, you know, thank you for posting that because I would have not read about this otherwise or I had a completely different understanding about what was going on. And I guess different spheres um, are... are exposed to different kinds of information um, but you know now the world's getting smaller as such and we're able to share information in, in, um, in more efficient ways. So that leads me to the next project that you're about to work on, which is uh, the Virtual Australian Muslim Writers Festival. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be a panellist for yes, them? Yes, that's right. Um, so this is really exciting. This is the first of its kind in Australia, and it is presented by a group called the Right Pen Collective, which I'm a part of as well. Um, so the Right Pen Collective is uh, was formed by um, three... Uh, Muslim sisters um, who are also authors so Annie McCann Ozge Alkan and um, Aksan Ilhan uh, and they decided that since there were no writers group um, for Muslims they would just create one and form one and it's been a really supportive writing group as you know writer, writers groups usually are very supportive anyway and this one really tries to highlight um, the Muslim minority which has incredible amount of talent um, and maybe in certain circumstances not a lot of access or opportunity um, so we just want to be really supportive of each other and um, try to promote some visibility for Muslim authors um, and they've put together an amazing program um, it's got writers on there that um, whose works I've read and I really admire, like um, Randa Abdul Fattah is going to open the ceremony. Um, Sarah Saleh is a wonderful Australian poet. Uh, she's going to be heading a po poetry panel as well. Michael Muhammad Adams uh, is going to be there. And then Walid Ali from the project will be closing the ceremony. Um, and there are also a lot of um, up-and-coming writers who I haven't read, but I'm really excited about reading, like Rawa Arja, um, Melati Lam, and Huda Hayek. And so all across the board, whether it's picture books, middle grade, YA, adult fiction, non-fiction, there are such luminaries from the Muslim world in there, and they're going to be talking about uh, the industry, about their writing, about publishing, and I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Sounds like amazing talent. Um, now, if people would like to register, it, mm -hmm. it's free for a ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely free. So um, it is, if you look for the Right Pen Collective on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or it's um, maybe you can 
pop the the link on your show notes. Would that sure, be all right? Yeah, yeah. And, and on the socials. So oh, awesome! Thank it. you. Um, and it's from the twenty fifth of September till the second of October. Um, and I am really excited to be on a panel for picture books with two other writers, and that's going to be on the twenty eighth of September, which is a Tuesday night at seven pm. Great. Okay, look out for that, everybody, and don't forget it's free. Yeah. So. Now I wanted to talk to you about the English Patient. Yeah, because um, I had read something. I think it was on your social media mm-hmm. that you take a copy with you everywhere you go. Yes. So I just wanted to, yeah, find out more about that and what, yeah. what it means to you. Okay, so books are like a security blanket for me. I need to have books with me in some shape or form. There's a notebook in my in my handbag at the moment, mm-hmm. and the English Patient is one of my favorite books. It's written by Michael Ondaatje. Um, it's so poetic, it's so lyrical, and it's so sort of profound um and i love the movie as well and you've you've seen the movie movie. yeah and it's one of those movies where it's actually just as good as the book is and so i read it i think when i was in uni um and so whenever i go somewhere i had this slim copy of the english patient i just take it around with me uh i slip things in it like tickets or um you know um pieces of paper um, right in its margins and there's there are a few phrases that I feel like I want to have with me always um, the part where the English patient talks about the different kinds of winds in the world and then the part where the Sikh sapper is you know doing work in the yard and he's listening on the radio and he hears about the bomb going off in Hiroshima and this this profound reaction that he got from it was just really heartbreaking um, and so powerful and so these are passages that I feel like I can revisit and still get that kind of same kind of emotional reaction and I think that that speaks volumes of Michael and Dacia as a writer oh, um, so that original copy that I've carted everywhere um, is actually at home um, in my mom's house in Malaysia um, but since I've been in Australia I've, I've bought yet another copy and so that's on safely on my shelf um, and, and so not in this bag here not now. in this bag right. here now <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah it's it's like i say it's kind of like a little security blanket something oh. to something to like a comfort thing and also an inspirational thing as well oh. and it's amazing how words can touch us yeah and that those words sprung from someone as well that they yeah. wrote that the beautiful story and those yeah. beautiful phrases and yeah. Um, uh, yeah it would be amazing to be able to replicate that oh <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> although I did weirdly have somebody quote back my writing to me the other oh, day and it was nice it was actually my grandmother oh. <laughs> she was like oh, you remember what you wrote and I was like Oh, it's touched somebody. So it is nice to know that 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 happens. Um, So I also wanted to talk to you about, because you've had a a bit of a different start to life. You weren't always planning to be an author. I always call you the quadruple threat because (laughs) you can write, you can illustrate, you also save lives and you've got a beautiful personality as well. It's like the complete package. Um, I'm fangirling a little bit. I, I just, I'm always impressed by people who can accomplish things oh, um, so uh, to I'm sort of like I can only do one thing I can only write and sometimes it's not very good <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always in awe of people who are
are able to master more than and one than one art, I guess. So well, well, I I did always plan to be a writer. I've always like I think if you ask my parents what I wanted to be, what I've always wanted to be when I was a kid was um, a writer. Um, but somewhere along the way, I decided you know to do medicine, and I thought writing will just happen. Um, and it didn't quite happen that way because once I got into university and started studying and then started working, there wasn't really a lot of time to to really you know get your teeth into writing. Um, you know. Uh, my my big novel that hasn't hasn't even happened yet, and I didn't really I guess plan to write children's book until I had children myself, um, so that was a little bit of a surprise. But yes, I went to university to study medicine um, and um, decided to specialize in general surgery. So I was uh, in the general surgery training program for quite a while, um, and and it was it was really. It was really good fun. It was fulfilling. It is also very, very time-consuming and really, really full-on in a lot of different ways, emotionally, physically, and um, psychologically as well. So, um, in the recent years, I've made a choice to kind of step back from it a little bit. I wasn't doing it full-time anymore, um, uh, and obviously, especially now that I've got little babies at oh. home. Um, uh, but but yeah, but it, it's it's still a, a huge part of my life, um, and I'll probably get back to it um, in some shape or form. Mm. Yeah, it's good to know that you might be there to save my life one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Hopefully you won't come to that. No. no. <laughs> So um, next, I'm just going to do my five quick questions yeah. that we do with all our um, guests. And I've flipped my page the wrong way. <laughs> okay, first off, um, your favourite book growing up? Uh, okay, my favourite book growing up. So if it was sort of the, you know, primary school years, I would definitely say one of Roald Dahl's book which is Matilda. Matilda's my favourite. Okay. I just I just love the storyline. I love the wickedness in it. I love the characters um, and the sweet moments as well. So that's definitely my favourite book. I love Roald Dahl. He is definitely my favourite yeah, author. Yeah. And I also, I love his uh, short stories that he wrote for adults, for adults as well. Yeah. Those, um, because I have a bit of a... Um, dark sense of humor so mm -hmm. they really he really appeals to me yeah. <laughs> um and okay what sort uh, what would be your favorite book character um matilda of mm. course <laughs> well I, yeah i would say so i i'm i'm totally um I'm all about Nerds Unite, yes. so mm. Matilda was a great reader, she had telekinesis, she, the you know, she could, exactly, yeah. she could do math in her head, it was, it was just crazy. So I really love Matilda, but I was thinking about this the other day as well, um, aside from Roald Dahl's books, um, I also read a lot of Sweet Valley Twins, which yep. is ironic now mm. that I have twins and never thought that <laughs> I would have this, but my favourite character then would be Elizabeth Wakefield, who was oh, the... Yes. The smart, good twin, as opposed to mm. Jessica, who was the popular, yes. uh, you know. I did read, read Sweet, read sweet Valley yeah. Twins as well, until one day I just got so fed up with Jessica. <laughs> I was like, she's so mean, she's so evil, <laughs> she always has to get her own way. And yeah. I put them down and never read never them again. Them again. <laughs> I, I think it's outrageous that they're not on the bookshelves today. Oh. I just go, what? Nobody reads Sweet Valley Twins anymore? Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm all about the... Yeah, I don't know. I just like the really nerdy characters that really oh. appeal to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, it's great when you can see yourself. In, <laughs> yeah, in and it was definitely a growing up for sure. Mm. Um, and so, what are you reading right now? Um, so, I am trying to get into um, Stranger Care by Sarah Centiles.、Mm. Um, not because it's not a good book; it's actually an amazing book from what I've read of it so far. Is just that I don't have a lot of baby-free time、mm. on my hands,、yep. um, so it's still kind of I'll you know kind of snack on it and and trying to find a chunk of time to get into it.、Mm. Um, but I have read a couple of really amazing books recently.、Um, one is.、Um, Uh, the Hearts Invisible Furies by John Boyne, and that's a doorstopper of a book. So I think it must have been when my twins were suddenly sleeping really well for a couple of weeks or something like that.、Um, I, I could not put it down. It was really really good.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also discovered my newest favorite author, who's、um, Emily Saint John Mandel. She's、mm-hmm. from Canada, and her latest book that I read was The Glass Hotel,、um, and that I devoured、um, as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you were going to have a div- dinner party and invite five literary people, who would you invite? Okay,、um, I'm going to choose non-Australian authors just because I live in hope that since I'm in Australia, I'll be able to meet my Australian heroes one day. Just、so、throw a, a dinner party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just throw a dinner party. Just invite everyone. Just next week,、um, they can just hold the babies, take、yep. turns, and yeah. Uh, potluck. Bring, bring your own <laughs> bring food. Bring your own food. <laughs> Just come to my house. Hold the babies. <laughs> Indra will go have a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But for this fantasy five people, I'd、um, invite Emily Saint John Mandel because she's my new favorite author.、Uh, Michael Andachik because、yep. he wrote English Patient.、Um, and then I would choose David Mitchell, who's、um, another author that I love. He's written a bunch of books, and they all have. Bits of the previous book within them.、Mm. I don't know how he does it, how he weaves all of them in his stories, and I kind of don't really want to know either.、Yeah. Like, I don't want to know if he has like the spreadsheet or a, a chart on his wall. It's just so amazing.、Um, don't unmask the magic. Don't unmask the magic. Just, just don't tell me.、Um, and then. Alex Garland,、um, he wrote *The Beach*, and it's a while ago, but it's one of the books that really stuck with me. Like the writing style, I really loved, and I always thought that if he could think of that that storyline, he must be a pretty interesting character.、Um, and then lastly, I would choose another、um, author whom I discovered recently. Her name is、um, Hala Alian, and she's a Palestinian author. Um, who wrote the book The Salt Houses, and that was just magnificent. So I'm on the lookout for her other books as well. Sounds like that would be a very interesting dinner party. Oh, I、yeah. hope so. <laughs> okay, and the last question:、um, Do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self?、Um, yes. Let me think. I would say to spend less time worrying about things,、um, and、um, I would probably tell her、uh, that I'm really proud of her、mm-hmm. um, because I think that when I was younger, I was one of those kids who. Maybe worried about the little stuff, and、mm-hmm. I still do. I sweat about the little stuff a lot, and I think that you know, a virtual kind of hug or pat on the shoulder, just to say, "Hey, you're doing really well. I'm really proud of you."、Um, uh, I think that can go a long way. So I'd love、mm-hmm. to be able to give that to my younger self.、Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, thank you. That's those five quick questions. Yay. I've learned um, some new interesting things about you um, and different from yesterday's <laughs> podcast recording as well. Um, so just to wrap up, um, yeah. what have you got on the horizon? So have you got anything else coming out soon? Um, so Nightlights is the next one. Um, and I am uh, I, my my third picture book um, will be out with a firm press, um, God willing, next year, and that is a picture book that's inspired by my twins. Um, so so far, that's the ones that are on the horizon that I can see approaching on the horizon. But there's lots of stuff underneath the surface that I'm still working on, um, continuing to submit. Um, I'm working very closely with my literary agent Annabelle Barker as well and she's been um, so awesome and supportive so we're chugging along and um, hopefully I'll be able to share some other stuff as well I'm excited I can't wait to see what's next (laughs) thank you so much Inda thank you Kylie Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life anyone can write a picture book but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion, and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines, and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's lit two zero to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au. Now, I know lots of the KidLit community love Inda, and I just wanted to reiterate um, the events that are coming up where you can support her. If you're in Brisbane, um, her Nightlights book launch is going to be at Where the Wild Things Are bookshop on Saturday, 2nd of October from 12.30 to 1.30pm. If you jump on to the Where the Wild Things Are website, so www.wherethewildthingsare.com.au, you can book your ticket. Or you can also catch up with her virtually. Um, Inda is going to be on a panel um, about picture books at the Virtual Australian Muslim Writers Festival, along with Amran Abdi and Amal Abu Ayed. Uh, Inda's panel is on Tuesday, 28th of September at 7pm, so a good time for everybody to be able to jump on. Registration is free. So if you go to the Right Pen Collective Facebook page, they've got links there where you can register Um, the festival is running from the 25th of September through to the 2nd of October Um, there's many other wonderful writers and informative panels um, that they're running as well so please check them out Um, everything is free um, and yeah it's a really great event Um, moving on um, I'm really terrible about sharing about myself so I'm trying to get better at this so you know a bit more about who I am so I'll, I'll tr- I try to share a bit about my writing and what I'm doing in the episodes I'm a bit embarrassed though because I haven't done very much at all at the moment I've been working crazy hours in my day job which has left little time to be creative I've been drafting and redrafting my PB manuscripts getting ready to, to do some s- submitting uh, to publishers again 
Uh, so I know it's not really nothing, but it's less than I'd like to be doing. Um, I am a bit stoked to be judging uh, the final round of the Australian Podcast Awards. Um, I love true crime podcasts, so I feel like the last five years of my life has been training for this opportunity. Um, anyway, enough about me. Um, just a reminder to go find and follow the Totally Lit Facebook and Instagram pages. I'm running comps on both socials at the moment, so jump on and check them out. You can win merch, books and other prizes, so keep your eyes out on the pages. Um, I also share writing opportunities and offers from other writers, so don't miss out. Um, I apologise in advance for my memes and gifs. I think I'm hilarious. Um... But the exciting news is I have lots of amazing guests booked in and I can't wait to share their interviews with you. Um, I am trying to keep the podcast monthly so Mike and I don't get divorced. Uh, but there's so many wonderful artists that I want to chat to so I'll have to try and restrain myself. That's it for this month. So thank you so much for listening and don't forget to go out and read, write, create, ignite. See you next month. <laughs>